Ladies and gentlemen, it's HodgePodge time. All right, 35 here of HodgePodge podcast. I have Sean Gassaway. You doing okay, Sean? Yes, sir. Glad to be here. All right, so uh, we have just a little bit of time here before he has to leave, but let's get right into it. Um, what have some cuts you've had as a songwriter? Uh, most recently, the Yin Yang Twins, Cowboy Troy, Mickey James, Deborah Allen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mickey James, the, the wrestler. wrestler. She's country now? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm uh, co writer and co producing her album. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, just, I've had like 75 cuts in the last 24 months. Any of them make it nationwide big? Oh, yeah. Which, which ones would that be? Uh, Stomp was my first billboard hit. And that was by? Jason Mitchell. Okay. Uh, he's a recording artist. And uh, it was a billboard uh, top 40. It was also uh, the NFL license that the Pittsburgh Steelers used it as a theme song, Heinz Field. And uh, I even got to go uh, with Jason and sing Stomp in the National Anthem of the Steelers game. Uh, a while back, which was insane. Till It Breaks My Heart was another one that that, uh, that was on the billboard uh, by Marianne Allison. She's an Americana artist. And uh, it was also the theme song to Burt Reynolds' last movie. Okay. So we got to go there and... Uh, get to meet him at all? Yeah, we played. We actually played the song to okay. him and hung out with him that night. He's a nice, genuine person? He is cool as... Okay. You'll ever meet. He's <laughs> yeah. the coolest. Yeah, he. It, that was probably one of the highlights of my musical career was to not only meet him but to get to play the song that was in his movie too. You know, live. So when you get a cut, do you get to go out there and meet the artist that cuts it, or is it just like, okay, I want it, and then you just sit home and write more songs for more people? No, uh, in my case, I'm, I kind of made my own way. I kind of did things different in Nashville than most people do. I kind of created my own path, you know. And, uh, Explain. Like Mickey James, for instance, I just happened to do a radio interview uh, for that had something to do with the veterans, okay. some veterans groups. It's a national radio show, and uh, Mickey happened to be one of the co-hosts. And so during the breaks, uh, she was like. That song that they just played of yours, I really love it. You know, she said, what a really good song. And I said, well, if you like that, you ought to hear some of the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, and she said, well, actually, just I'm fixing to start doing a new album. She said, I'm looking for songs. And, you know, I just uh, I try to forge my own path. I try, you know, I, I, I try to uh, not take advantage of situations. But I try to be in places at the right time. And it's kind of worked out for me. So going back to your original question. I normally write with the artist, and then I normally produce the record. Okay. So I know it was Pork Chop by Cowboy Troy, right? Was, yeah. that, was that song? So did you write with Cowboy Troy on that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. How the hell does that – was it a different write than normal? No. Uh, I don't want to say it was a different write. What, what, initially what happened was is uh, I was at the Cracker Barrel with my daughter and well, with my family, my wife and my girls. And uh, – and as I'm looking at this menu, I just start going, poke chop, 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 chop. I said, man, that sounds kind of like boots and pants, you know? Yeah. And so my youngest daughter started going, season it, season it. So me and her singing this goofy pork chop thing. 
And then I get on a flight, I'm going to Spain uh, with Michael Garvin, who's a friend of mine and a writer as well. Michael wrote Waiting for the Night, Tina Floyd Ministries. And uh, we were going to Spain to write with some artists from overseas. And I sang that little pork chop thing to it. So, make a long story short, when we came back to America, Michael and I wrote The Hook. And uh, then uh, I was already working on Cowboy Troy. He had already cut a song of ours that we wrote called Party Up, which was his which is a single he's doing out on the road with Big Rich right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was already familiar with Cowboy. We'd already done some stuff together. And so I went on tour with him because I do my own thing. I'm, a, I'm an artist as well. Okay. So I opened up a bunch of shows for him. And while we were on the road, I, I sang Pork Chop to him. I said, man, I think this would be a great Cowboy Troy record. And so uh, when we came back from tour, we just – Michael came up to Nashville. We went to a hotel room and wrote it with him, wrote all the raps and everything. And it was just like writing any other song, you know, you just collaborate and then I went to the studio and we uh, we did we produced it. So is it a lot harder to write a country rap song than it is just a normal Americana country song? No, I think the uh, the whole idea for the country rap style is just having a great hook. Okay. You know, you know. I just uh, recently wrote something for a uh, rap artist. I think his name's Big Snap, and uh, and I have no intention of writing the raps because a lot of rappers, the verses and their raps are something that's within them. You know, and, and I don't even try to approach that. But at least I want to go to them. I want to approach them with a hook. You know, mm-hmm. a good melody, a good chorus, a singable. That way, when they come out of that rap and they go into this musical piece. You know, people's like, yeah, that's when, you know, they get into it and all. So it is a lot different from that standpoint because when I write, write a traditional country song, Americana, rock song, or whatever, uh, you know, the chorus, you know, you want the verses to wrap down to the chorus so you have to keep that whole big picture in mind. You know, so, you know, you don't want to, want to write a great chorus, but you want to write great verses and make it all seem into one element, you know. So last couple of questions here. What has been the most uh, successful song that's paid you the most out of all the ones that you've had a cut with? Uh, well, the license on Stomp was really nice. <laughs> Till it breaks my heart, license, uh, licensing is is one of my biggest revenue draws now that I go after. Uh, I can't talk about pork chop right now. Right. I wish I could, I wish I could tell you what's going on. Job, but uh, what I can say is that we just licensed it and it was for a, a good chunk of change, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, I, the press release is not going to come out for a little, that's why I can't talk yeah. about the specifics. But uh, you know, for a songwriter, for a publisher, I'm, I'm, I have my own publishing company, uh, I have my own administration that handles it uh, with Blue Water Music, and uh. This type of business is how we're making money now because we don't see CD sales anymore. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I had to find out what other revenue streams can I tap into uh, or go back to getting a corporate world job, you know, which is something I don't want to do. I want mm-hmm. to continue just uh, feeding my family through what I make from my music business. So, uh, but I've been really blessed having that many cuts and that short of me amount of time I'm drawing revenue on all of them mm-hmm. 
so it adds up over time. You know, I would prefer to have a number one about right. every year. Well, doesn't everybody? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take. But you know, I'm 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 just blessed to be at where I'm at right now. All right. Last question. Uh, we're on close to ten minutes. Pretty good, decent time. Um, do you have any cuts or, or any songs that's in the air right now for certain artists that yes. may may cut? Well, uh, oh, in the air, right, right, right. I, I mean, it's, I just had a song cut yesterday by it's it's uh, a genre they call Ameripolitan, which is something I hadn't heard until recently, and uh, that just happened while I'm here at this festival. Um, what else do I got? Well, Mickey James, who we were just talking about, it's funny, last night at about uh, one o'clock in the morning, we're at a guitar pool here and she takes me lyrics. Hey, I got a new song idea, you know? So, you know, her and I were right there. So how is she as a person, Mickey James? Being a wrestler, WWE, and then leaving She's one of the most coolest people aside from the business and then when it comes to business but she's still in the business right as of right now oh yeah she's yeah as a person you know if we were to sit here talking about our families uh she's very approachable down to earth she's just super sweet and then if we were talking about business she's 100 business and professional uh she's not one of the type of artists or, or type of uh, superstars that sorry you're good She's not one of the type of superstars that everybody is on her time. Mm -hmm. You know, she says, hey, I'm going to be at the recording studio at 9 o'clock. At 9 a.m., she's walking in the door. I mean, she's super professional. But she, you know, if that's, you know, that's why she is a superstar. You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, you will find in this business that uh, people are not very genuine. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, that concludes episode 35. I appreciate you being on here, Sean. Uh, Thank you for having me. And with all those hits, I'm pretty sure you'll have more in the future. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs>